0: We are on the Gemara in Aleph 18A3 in the Archicul Gemara. The Gemara left off with the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is of the opinion that Ein Zika, he holds, first of all, Ein Zika, that we don't have this uh, connection between the brother-in-law and the sister-in-law before anything is done, just after the brother passes away. We don't have such a strong connection to say that the brother-in-law is, is forbidden to marry any of the relatives of the sister-in-law. That's his first halacha. And then Rameir, we also saw, Rameir also holds that it's asr Levata mitzvah That there is a, seemingly a, a separate idea, but that there's a, it's, it's forbidden to uh, create a situation where you're going to remove yourself from fulfilling this mitzvah of yibam or chalitza. That there's different scenarios where, let's say, you marry one of the relatives of the sister-in-law, which is permissible because it's, he holds Ein Zika, that there is no such connection. However, during her, while she's alive, uh, so then it would be for, forbidden because if he marries, let's say, his sister-in-law's mother, so then that removes the whole situation of, of Yibam or because now he's exempt from Yibam or because his sister-in-law is also his wife's daughter, it would be his mother-in-law. If he marries the sister-in-law's mother, it would be uh, it would be his his wife's daughter, and that would be an exemption from Yibum or Chalitza. So that is forbidden. It's forbidden to put yourself into a situation where uh, there will be an exemption from Yibum or Chalitza. We want you to perform the mitzvah of Yibum or Chalitza. The specific case of Rameyr was a slightly different case. The case of Rameyr was when you had four brothers, this is what we discussed in the last recording four brothers, and two of the brothers are married to two sisters, and those two brothers pass away. So then there's concern that if one of the brothers does Yibum, so then, he can't do anything with the other with the other wife, who's the sister. He can't uh, he can't do yibum or chalitza. He's totally exempt from the other wife of the other brother because his current wife, the one that he did yibum with, is the sister of of the other of the other wife, uh, which is what we discussed in the last recording. So uh, that was the specific case. That was the specific case of Rav where he said that there, we don't want to come to a situation where you won't be able to perform the mitzvah of yibum or chalitza. But those are the two. The point is those are the two halachas that come out of a mayor. One is that he holds ein zika that we don't say there's such a strong connection. And two is that he holds usalavatam mitzvah Zibmin, that it's forbidden to put yourself in a situation where there was an obligation to do yibum or chalitza and then you remove that obligation based on marrying somebody else. You remove yourself from. That obligation. So Mark questions that, and they say, is it really true that you could hold of both opinions, hold Ein that there is no bond, There's no. we don't view it as such a strong relationship between the brother-in-law and sister-in-law before even or chalitza. but at the same time we say that it's forbidden to put yourself in a situation where there's no longer Mitzvah Yibam. You marry somebody who's related to the sister-in-law and therefore there's no longer a mitzvah of Could you really hold of both opinions? But Rabagam he is of the opinion that A, he holds Ein Zika just like Rumeir. He holds Ein Zika, that there is no such bond. Two, he holds that you're allowed to put yourself in a situation where you're going to as the possibility of Uprooting the 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 mitzvah of yibum Rechalitza, that you marry somebody and then there's no longer uh, you're no longer in a situation of uh, yibum Rechalitza because that that person that you married is related to the sister-in-law and he has no problem with that so we, we see that he holds ein Zika and that there is a mitzvah so we're gonna see from Rav that it, it it's not true we won't we, we don't put the two together we see that if you say that if you hold ein Zika, that there is no bond so then you could also and you do also hold that there is a it's, it's permissible to put yourself in a situation where it undoes the possibility for yibum or Chalit. So what exactly is the case of Rebun Gamliel? Rebun Gamliel's case is as follows. Ditanan, we had in the Mishnah. So before we even get to Rebun Gamliel, let's just explain the case. Uh, what exactly is the case? So let's say you have two brothers. Two brothers, Reuben and Shimon, are married to two sisters. So Reuben is married to one sister and Shimon is married to... Uh, to the other sister, Reuven is married to Leah, and Shimon is married to Rachel. Now Rachel is under the age of twelve. Leah is, is above the age of twelve, but Rachel is under the age of twelve. And so Reuven, who's married to Rachel to to Leah, sorry, who is the older uh, the older sister and is above the age of twelve, so now Reuven passes away. And so Shimon, who is married to Leah's sister, to Rachel who is also younger, below the age of 12. So now the question is, what do you do? Because, as we've had in the past, below the age of 12 is not a complete marriage yet. The 12-year-old, if she's under 12, so then the girl has the right to back out of the marriage retroactively um, to, to completely nullify the marriage and then all the marriage. And that that could take place by her doing uh, miyun as long as she does miyun before the age of twelve. So then she could undo the marriage completely. She get another marriage, and then uh, there's a question. So then Shimon should have to do yibam rechalitza with Leah because if he's really not married to Rachel, assuming that Rachel might do Mion, might another marriage. So then she, he would then have to do yibam rechalitza with Leah, even though they're sisters, but. If Shimon in the end of the day is not married to Rachel, so then he would have this obligation to do Yibam or Chalitzah. So the question is, what do you do in such a scenario? So the first opinion, which is not even mentioned in our Gemara, um, says that we should tell the girl to do Mian, to back out of the marriage with Shimon, because the logic behind it is that Shimon right away has this strong relationship with Leia through Zika. If you have Zika, you have such a strong relationship. So it's true that Shimon is married to Rachel, who's under 12, but because it's not it's not a complete marriage, because she could back out of the marriage, so he has a stronger connection, according to this opinion, to Leah, because of the Zika. And so therefore we tw- we tell the girl that, why don't you do Mian? Go ahead and do Mian. Now Shimon and Rachel are no longer married, so then Shimon could go and do Yibam Rachelitza with Leah. That is the first opinion, which is not Rabban Gamliel, but that is the that is opinion in the Mishnah. Rabban Gamliel comes and he says, Amar... In Miyana Miyana, he says, okay, fine, if the if the child backs out of the marriage, if Rachel backs out through doing mion, so then that's fine, she does miyon. And then Shimon could do Yib Rakhalitza with Leah. However, he says we don't force it. Imlomienna, but if the if the if Rachel refuse doesn't uh, back out of marriage, Tamtanachitagdil, So then we should say that, okay, so then they should remain married. Shimon and Rachel will, will remain married once she gets older. She's above the age of 12, so it's a complete marriage. There's no way for her to back out of the marriage. And then Leah is free to go. She doesn't have to do Yibim Rechalitza. It's a sister-in-law who's also your wife's sister. In the other way, it's also a sister-in-law. And so therefore, there's a complete exemption from Yibam Rechalitza. That was in the very first Mishnah that there's a complete exemption in such a scenario. Uh, and so that's what Rabban, that's what and Gamliel says. What is the logic behind Rabban and So the logic behind it is twofold. Well, first of all, he holds Ein Zika. He holds that there's no such, we don't say there's such a strong connection between Shimon and Leah right after Reuven passes away. Uh, and once there isn't such a strong connection, we allow him to remain married to Rachel. We let him remain married to Rachel. That's first of all, he holds Ein Zika. Second of all, he's not concerned about the fact that there's this potential for Yibom with Leah let us try to find a way where you could actually fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum by having Rachel do to annul the marriage. No, we don't we don't require that because he's of the opinion that we don't have a problem with the fact that we'll say that there's a complete exemption. Shimon will remain married to Rachel, there'll be a complete exemption from Yibum Rachalitza because he doesn't feel that you have to go totally out of your way to make sure that Ibn Rachalitza is done. It, 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 there'll be an exemption, so there'll be an exemption, but we're not required to make sure that Yibam chalitza is done. So we see, says the Gemara, we see from Rabban that he holds, A, Ein Zika that we don't have such a strong connection between the brother-in-law and the sister-in-law, and B, that there's a, it, it's permissible to create a situation where there's no mitzvah of or Khalitza taking place, such as in our case where they get older, and then there's a complete exemption on Leah because Shimon is married to Leah's sister, to Racha. So Hagar Mayor be of the opinion to say the, the opposite. He says ein zika. They both agree to ein zika. But Rameer also says also that you can't put yourself in such a scenario uh, where it's going to where it's going to um, uproot. It's going to get rid of the mitzvah of yibum or chalitza. So that's the question of the Gemara. So the Gemara responds back. <laughs> it's a strange question. Robert draw karamis. responds back by saying. What exactly is your question? Rav Amlil has his opinion. Rav Amlil has his opinion. They can argue on each other. Rav Will, they both agree that there's zikah, but they disagree about whether or not we have to be concerned that you're going to uproot and get rid of the mitzvah of Yibam or Chalitza. Quanto Rav we are concerned. Quanto Rav we're not concerned. What's, what's the problem here? We're discussing two different issues here. Uh, this this is not really a question. So the Gemara Abaye explains that, no, this is my question. Well, Kamrinon. Rabbeinu Achai says that we have such a drastic machlokas here. It's such a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's like polar opposites in terms of what they're arguing about. Because Rabeinu is of the opinion that we are concerned that you're gonna, you're, it's forbidden to put yourself in a situation where there even it might lead to the fact that there's no mitzvah of Again, Rabeinu Meir's case is where you have these four brothers. Two of the brothers passed away, and they were married to two sisters. So uh, Reuben and Shimon were married to Rachel and Leah. Rachel and Leah are sisters. But then you have Levi and Yehuda. And Meir said Levi can't do Yibam with one of the sisters, with either Rachel or Leah. Why? Because there's a concern here. Once he does Yibam, so then he's, it's forbidden for him to do Yibam with the other sister because he can't be married to two sisters. Uh, but the concern here is that the other brother is going to pass away. It's all a suffolk. It's questionable. The whole thing is questionable. But the other brother is going to pass away. And then there's no mitzvah of Ibn Chalitza to be done with the, other, with the other sister. The other sister will just be completely exempt. And that's Ramayor's concern for such... Uh, uh, it's, it's a questionable situation, but he's still concerned for that. And then Rabbi Gamliel says, even if we know with certainty that it's going to have an exemption of Ibn Chalitza, once Rachel gets older, going back to the case of Shimon and Rachel, who's uh, under 12, once she gets older, so then it totally, it automatically exempts Leah, and so he says that we're not concerned for that. So Reb Meir says we're concerned, and we're so concerned that even we're concerned for questionable situations where it might get rid of the midst of Yubim or Chalitza. Rabbi Gamliel is not concerned at all. How could you have such a polar opposites? That's really the question. So Rabbah answers, no, what's the problem? Rabbi Gamliel is of the opinion that we don't care. We're not concerned. We don't care about the fact that we're going to get rid of the mitzvah of yibum or If we don't care, we don't care whether it's a questionable situation. We don't care whether it's with certainty. That is going to get rid of the mitzvah of yibum or We don't care. Rav Meir argues. Rav Meir says that we are concerned. We want to make sure that the mitzvah of yibum or gets done. Once you're of the opinion that we want to make sure the mitzvah of Yibim gets done, so then maybe even in scenarios where it's questionable whether or not it will lead to an exemption, it doesn't make a difference. If it, there's a possibility of it leading to an exemption of yibum or we're going to be concerned for that. That's the opinion of Rav Meir. So it's not a problem to have the two of them argue, even though it seems like they're on polar opposites, but they're really arguing. Are we concerned? Are we not concerned? If we're concerned, so that we're concerned even for, uh, for situations where it's, it's a question whether or not it will be an exemption of Ibn or if we're not concerned, we're never concerned. And that's what the Gemara says. That's the end of the Gemara and the discussion of Rav Meir and Rabban Gamliel. The Gemara now has a new discussion with, in Zika, but there's a new discussion with Enzika. But just, uh, it's going back on Yudzainam and Bez, on last week's Gemara. And just quickly to review that, we had two statements. We had one statement from Rav. Rav said the statement, it was really Ravuna said who said in the name of Rav, who said that Enzika, he's of the opinion Enzika, that there is no such bond and therefore if the sister-in-law and brother-in-law, they the brother passes away and then there's this potential for Yibam, we don't view it as though they're related. They cannot... Uh, the brother-in-law can't marry the sister-in-law's mother while the sister-in-law is alive, uh, but once the sister-in-law passes away, so then we say that the brother-in-law could marry the sister-in-law's mother because they never had that relationship where he would be forbidden for him to marry the relatives. Okay, that is that is what Rob said. Rav Huna said that in the name of Rav. Rav Yehuda argued, and he said, no, once the sister-in-law passes away, or even when the sister-in-law passes away, it is still forbidden for the brother-in-law to marry the sister-in-law's mother because... It's, Zika makes it that they are related once they're related so then it's forbidden to marry relatives of the sister-in-law that was the dispute That was the between Rav Huna in the name of Rav and Rav Yehuda so it comes bai and he says Rav Yosef. Abayi says to Rav Yosef had Rav, Yehuda de Rav Yehuda had two Rebbeim one Rebbe was Rav his other Rebbe was Shmuel we see already from the earlier Gemara that Rav disagreed with Rav Yehuda but Abayah here says that Rav Yehuda really is following the ruling of Shmuel. He's listening to Shmuel in this case. Ditnan. As we learned in Mishnah. Shomer es shikidish achav esachosa. Mishamru B'huda ben B'Seira amru. Omru lo hamting ad shiyase achicha Ma'isa. Vamru Shmuel halachik Rav Yehuda ben The case is as follows. This is also a new case but it's impacted by Yezik or Einzik, whether there is this bond. But let's say you have this uh, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and there are two brothers. So you have two brothers who are currently alive. Right? So there's Reuben, Shimon, and Levi. Reuben's married to Rachel. Reuben passes away. Shimon and Levi have the option of doing Yibam. After he passed away, so then Shimon went, really against Halacha, and married Rachel's sister. He married Leah. So now he's completely exempt from Yibam and Chalitza with, uh, with Rachel because he married Leah. So, but what's the halacha? Rehudah ben Basira says, you know what, even though they got married, they only got engaged. The cases where they got halachically engaged, they didn't get fully married. It wasn't the completely soon, it was just kiddushin, just halachically engaged. And so Rehudah ben Basira says, hold on, wait, you're not allowed to get married until the other brother does even Rechalitza. Why? Because there still is that zika which exists. You still have zika with Leah. You married Rachel, fine, but you had zika, uh, you had zika, Leah was Ruvein's wife. Maybe I mixed the the names. I apologize. Reuven was married to Rachel, and then Shimon married Leah. That was the case. So Shimon was married to Leah, or they got engaged to Leah, and then Shimon still has the Zika with Rachel. So if Shimon has the Zika, the strong connection with Rachel, he's not allowed to have a full marriage with Leah because there still is this strong connection. So we see, and Shmuel says, we possibly like this opinion. What do we do? We wait until the brother does something. Once the brother, the other brother, meaning Levi, does Yivim Rachelitza with Rachel, so then, fine, so then Shimon could go and complete the marriage with Leah. But this clearly holds Yehzika. This opinion would hold Yehzika because there's such a strong connection between Shimon and Rachel. That's why we tell him, you know what, don't complete the marriage. You're only engaged. Don't complete the marriage until the brother does something because we don't want you to be connected both to, to both sisters. They were Rachel and Leah were sisters with each other. And that's what Shimon says. We follow this opinion. So Shmuel clearly holds zika that there is zika, which is which is where Rebbe Yehuda was coming from. Rebbe Huda was listening to his Rebbe Shmuel. So Rabbi Yosef says back to Baya, he says, ra, de'rav mai. He says, what's the problem? Maybe Rebbe maybe Yehuda is following Rav. You just said Rebbe Huda was following his Rebbe Shmuel. How do you know he's not following his Rebbe Rav? The where it says, Kasha Rav Rav. say, oh, but because we already had Rav earlier. We just mentioned it. The Rav earlier held Ein Zika. So how can you tell me Rav Yehuda is following the opinion of Rav? Rav said Ein Zika. But the response back is, well, Rav actually himself never said Ein Zika, that there is no such bond. It was Rav Huna in the name of Rav. And so the question is, who really said it? Rav Huna in the name of Rav. So it's possible Ravi Yehuda also said it in the name of Rav. And they're arguing about what did Rav say. Why don't we say that Rav and Rav Yehuda are arguing about Rav, what Rav said? Because Ravi Yehuda has two rabem. He has two teachers, Rav and Shmuel. So how do you know that he's following Shmuel? Maybe he's also following Rav, that's the question. We know Shmuel holds Yeizika, that there is this strong bond. And we know Ravihuda also holds that there's a strong bond. But maybe Ravihuda held also that Rav also held that there was this strong bond of yesh And there's an argument between Rav and Rav Yehuda about what Rav said. So the Gemara answer is no. We say no, that because Shmuel, we know for sure, holds yesh and for Rav, we already have one Amora, we have already one rabbi, Rav Huna, who says that Rav held Ein Zika. So why would we put ourselves in a situation to create Machlokas, to create a dispute? We don't have to create a dispute. Let Rav hold what he holds, because based off of Rav Huna. And then, and then uh, Shmuel, Rav Yehuda is following Shmuel. There's no reason for us to say that Rav Yehuda is really following Rav, and to create this whole dispute between Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda, what did Rav really say? Rav Huna was right about what Rav said. Why should we do that? Let's just say Rav Yehuda is following his Rebbe Shmuel, and that's what that's what the Gemara says. So in the end of the day, we have this big machlokas, this big dispute about Yisika, Do We have such a strong bond between the brother-in-law and the sister-in-law. Before anything's even done, before even Rakhlietz is done, to say that maybe the relatives are forbidden, the relatives of the sister-in-law, or the brother-in-law are forbidden to each other, um, and this is a this is a big machlokas. In the end of the day. Rav Huna says that Rab held Ein Zika, that there is not, we don't have such a strong connection. Shmuel argues, and Rav Yehuda uh, also argues, and the Gemara says that he was following his Rebbe Shmuel, not his Rebbe Rab, but he was following his Rebbe Shmuel to say Yesh Zika, that there is this strong connection to say that the relatives are forbidden to each other. Okay, we're going to continue with this Gemara in the next recording.